Hey everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit session. My name is Danny, and I'm your host. Today we have Martin Scott on the show. Martin is a yoga teacher, a studio owner, and uh, I would say all-around badass. Martin, how are you? I'm great, Danny. How you doing? I'm doing so good. Um, I'm glad it's uh, it's finally cooling off because it felt like it was a thousand degrees in San Francisco this weekend. I know it was like the hinges of hell. <laughs> Someone Not that took, I know what that's like. Someone took the uh, the weather order really wrong. I know. They like <laughs> supersized it. Yeah. I think they, they thought we said extra spicy. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain things I do like extra spicy. That weather was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Martin, um, for the people listening, uh, I, I'm really excited to, to have Martin on the show. He's... Um, He's a good friend of mine, and he's also one of my my mentors. Uh, he owns a studio here in San Francisco called Union Yoga, and he's an amazing teacher. And uh, with that being said, we're just we're just gonna get right into it. So, as per usual, Martin, why yoga? Why not? It's got to be something, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very good point. It does have to be. It does have to be something. Um, why yoga? Um. It's such an interesting question that I wish more people would ask. And um, yoga is just something that is so um, transformative for everyone on every level. Um, It's something that can be accessible to so many people. It can be shallow. It can be deep. But if, if the student is open and receptive, the benefits will come. And it's, it's just a practice that can change your life in so many ways on so many levels. And um, just the fact that it's so accessible um, in the time that we live in now, I think is even more amazing. And um, I don't know. It's just whenever people say to me, yoga, why yoga? I just, my first response is, why not? Because everybody can do it regardless of your age or your socioeconomic strata that you live in or the place that you live or anything there, there is accessibility to yoga and um, it can just be life changing on so many levels. So why not? I, I actually, I, I I actually forgot about that. No matter uh, you know what your, your, uh, your economic situation is, you can totally, there's so many, different yoga offerings there's donation based yoga there's i mean obviously drop in classes and stuff but i i kind of i i've never thought about that until you actually just said that right now that it's totally available readily available to everybody right you know and it's um we offer at the studio we do um we do as much uh Philanthropy, philanthropy. Bleh, that's a difficult word to say. Philanthropy <laughs> work as we possibly can. And there's um, a group uh, in the mission here in San Francisco called Oasis for Girls, and it's a girls' youth empowerment program for uh, girls that come from uh, uh, challenging backgrounds. Uh, you know, basically, you know, uh, uh, dangerous neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, at risk youth for pretty much, but it's a, it's a young girls empowerment program. And so they come to the studio, uh, four times a year. We donate the studio space 
for them to come and do yoga. We help them find a teacher. The girls come in. You know, these are kids that have never done yoga before. And it's amazing to see the difference in them from when they come in, you know, kind of acting like they're badass and, you know, you know well, we're just going to, you know, whatever. And then they walk out and they have a big smile on their face. And you can tell that, you know, some of the layers have been stripped away so that, you know, they're really who they are rather than who they think they're supposed to be in order to survive. I tell people um, there's two things that'll ruin you, and that's yoga and therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined. No, I'm, ser- I'm serious because I, I uh, you know, I mean – uh, and in my past as well, I had that big, really, you know, t- I, and it's protection. You know, I, I had to uh, put up a big wall and I'm sure these, these, uh, young females, uh, did as well, you know, to be badasses and so on and so forth. And then yoga happened and all of the feelings. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when there's survival mechanisms and we, you know, and we do what we have to do to survive in the environment that we're in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one of the reasons circling back to why yoga is that those yoga tools that we can put in our yoga toolbox to carry with us wherever we go, those can become the survival mechanisms rather than being a badass or, you know, being tough or, you know, being confrontational or whatever you have these, you, it's, it's a different way that we learn to be. Sure. I, you I know, would... that's just more honest and more pure. I would consider you a badass. I feel like, you know, when <laughs> no, I don't no, 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 myself as a badass. seriously, I, I, I 100%, I, I mean that in, in, in such a great way. Like, I think that you, um, you've peeled away so many layers that it's just boom. It's right there. What you see is what you get. And it's delivered in such a very, I think it's, it's badassery in the sense that you deliver things in such a way that most people wouldn't be, um, They'd be too afraid to speak that 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 honesty. And it's not like it's 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 brutal honesty. It's just like it's it's from the, it's from your heart. And I think speaking from your yeah. heart is completely a one hundred percent badassery. Oh, cool! Thanks. I'm a badass. <laughs> I'll own that. Don't don't let that go to your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I can't walk through the door. My head's too big. <laughs> So we have a topic for uh, for today's uh, show, and the topic of today's show it, it, it was a kind of a two part question. It's um, how did yoga teacher training uh, change and or affect your life? And I personally know your yoga story, um, especially your teacher training story. It it it, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> it cracks me up a bit. Um, but uh. I, I thought you would be uh, you'd be such a great person to share. Uh, one the story because it's it's great and two um y- you know uh, your 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 experience with with that all right so should i start at the beginning which is a very good place to start yeah i i please do <laughs> <laughs> i love hear- um, i love hearing it every time <laughs> okay get your popcorn <laughs> um yeah so i had been um i started practicing yoga um i guess around uh 99 or 2000 um my life was really stressful like just crazy stressed i hated my job my family drove me crazy i have very challenging family dynamics um my father got really sick he had a stroke he you know just just check all the boxes on how your life can be really stressful and that my life checked every single one of the boxes Mm -hmm. so um i went to a yoga class 
it was, you know, it was at the time when yoga was all over the news and, you know, yoga was becoming really mainstream and really popular at the time. And so um, I lived in uh, Bernal Heights at the time and the closest yoga studio I found was uh, Yoga Tree on Valencia. So I went to a yoga class and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know different kinds of yoga. I just thought yoga was yoga. So I just signed up for this class and I showed up and I went and it actually turned out to be an Iyengar style class with uh, Carl Erb who really was an amazing teacher, and sadly, he is no longer with us. Mm. But um, I went to the class, and um, I didn't I didn't like him so much as a teacher at the time just because I had my defenses up so high and so strong. Um, but I liked the feeling that I had after the class, so I just started trying different classes. Um, and then I discovered Vinyasa or Flow, and I started uh, going to class with Christopher Love, who still teaches here in the uh, Bay Area. Um, and then Stephanie Snyder as well, which I think we all know and love her very much. This and anyway, so this is the second mm-hmm. time Stephanie Snyder has come up on the show. Susanna was uh, on last week what, and she, whatever. Uh... <laughs> we love you, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, um, I just started going to, I started going to Christopher's and Stephanie's classes, um, re- almost religiously. I would go, f- uh, five, six times a week. It, um, like you said earlier, it became my therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't understand why, and I didn't really realize it at the time, but uh, things were changing for me. I, my body was changing, uh, not just in a physical sense, the way that I carried myself, the way that I felt inside of my own body. My anxieties were starting to evaporate. My worries were less at the forefront of my mind all the time. And um, I was just learning how to function better, I guess, as a, as a human. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I got real addicted to yoga real fast. Mm-hmm. And um, I was the student that, you know, I think as teachers, we have one or two of these in every group. You know, the student that always has a question after class or wants to tell the teacher about their experience during their practice. You know, it's like, oh, well, I did this pose and <laughs> this happened and that happened. And it was just, you know, unicorns, you know, burping up rainbows for throwing <laughs> glitter at my mat. Is that nearby during class? You know, Care Bears it, stare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so I was just having these epiphanous moments on my mat, and they were becoming increasingly uh, profound. Mm-hmm. And so my curiosity around what was really happening to me was becoming really pretty overwhelming. And it's difficult for a teacher to explain that to a student in a 10 minute conversation after class. Sure. Um, so I had this, this hunger and this thirst for yoga and I really wanted to understand what was happening to me because the transformations were just, were really, really quite profound. Mm-hmm. Um, even my, even the therapy that I'd done in the past, I was like, God, why'd I waste all the money on that therapy? I could have been doing <laughs> yoga. God. I love it. So, so um, I asked, so one day after class, um, you know, of course I ran up to, I think I was talking to Stephanie. I ran to Stephanie. I was like, you know, well, what, you know, you talked about this in class and what book does that come from? And tell me, give me a list of books that I need to read so I can really study and blah, 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 blah. And I just want to learn so much. And she said, you know what? You should go do a teacher training. And I said, I don't want to be a yoga teacher. I just want to learn more. And she said, you don't have to be a teacher you know, going through the program, but she said, all of the questions that you have will be answered. Everything that you want to know, 
you will be revealed to you if you go to a teacher training. And I was like, okay, great. I'll do it. What should I do and where should I go? And at the time she wasn't offering teacher trainings. So she said, I think you should go to New York uh, and do it with Dharma at Dharma's uh, studio. And so like, okay. for everyone listening, that's Dharma Mitra. Oh, yeah, Sri Dharma Mitra. Sorry, I just assume when I say Dharma, the whole entire universe knows that it's Sri Dharma. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I, probably everyone that's listening does know that. I'm just really... <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they don't, they should. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. Just in FYI. The more you know. <laughs> so, um, so I went home and I signed up. You know, and well, you had to fill out an. You didn't get to sign up. You had to fill out an application, and so I filled out the application, and I had to wait like a week to find out. And I was like, "Oh my God, what if they don't accept me? What if I don't get accepted into the program?" I was real. I had a lot of anxiety around this. The and, complete um, opposite of yoga, which is the complete opposite of yoga. <laughs> but I think it was just more the excitement of what I was anticipating to come, you know, and. And looking at it in hindsight, I had this expectation that uh, everything was going to be revealed to me and I was just going to, you know, become enlightened and I was going to be like, I wouldn't have to even walk anymore. I could just float down the street. <laughs> You're going to walk into this training and then float out? Yeah, exactly. This is, this, I, <laughs> this is good. Every time you tell the story, there's more and more details that I pick up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's when well, actually this is a lesson that we all learn is that, you know, having expectations around things, you know, I mean... We learn in yoga philosophy that expectations lead to suffering. Mm. Um, but at the time, I didn't. Of course, I didn't know that because everything had not yet been revealed to me. So um, I got the acceptance letter. I ordered all my books. You know, I was reading what they, you know, the prerequisites and preparing for the training and showing. You know, when I showed up, um, it was a ten-day program and it was fifteen hours a day. Um. So I showed up on the first day of the training. You had to be there uh, by 6 a.m. Uh, for check-in. And then from that point forward, it was balls to the wall. Um, I had no freaking clue what I was getting into. All of my defenses, even though I felt like I had been already transformed as a person through my practice, what hit me was like a neutron bomb of yoga and I really I I really had a very difficult time with it um it was really it was really hard um you know we've all been through things in our lives and you know some more difficult than others and some more challenging than others but I think you know we all whenever we go through difficult things in our lives we all feel those things regardless of what the circumstances are and even the most difficult things I'd been through in my life had no comparison to what I was going through at the time, through in this training. And I was just having a really hard time letting go and just being open and receptive, you know. And I kind of had a nervous breakdown in the middle of the training. I, I was like, I, I called, um, I've told this story, but I actually wrote a blog post about this a million years ago. But I, um, I was like, I just can't take this anymore. And I was calling my husband every day, and I was just like crying on the phone. You were that just, girl. Like, <laughs> I was that girl. I was just like, you know, bawling. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't belong here, and I don't, uh, you know, just like having a lot of moments. Wait, how did, how does that go again? What? The, uh, oh God, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't belong. I don't, I don't know. Okay. We just wanted to make we just wanted to make sure we got that. Thanks. Yeah. They, yeah. 
Thanks a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> so I was, I don't know, just, um, you know, the philosophical things that were being thrown at me, which was basically what I was having to do was really step outside myself and look at myself and confront my own ego, which is really, you know, the process of yoga, right? Mm -hmm. But I wasn't, no one can prepare you for that. You just have to go through it. And one of my favorite uh, sayings or quotes is that the only way around something is directly through it. And there was actually a point where I wanted to pack up and leave and go home. And because my partner doesn't do yoga, he didn't know what was happening with me and he didn't understand on any level what I was going through. He just knew that I was calling every day in tears and blubbering. And he was like, maybe you should come home. I was like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to do this. You know, so it was more of like, so I had this determination and this will to stick with it, but I was very, very conflicted. And, you know, Dharma's training, uh, Sri Dharma's Mitra's uh, teacher training is very in your face and it's very um, spiritual, mm -hmm. you know, and so having to confront my own spirituality, which is something that I had really uh, turned away from because of the way that I was raised in a very fundamentally religious uh, home and, you know, being gay and trying to reconcile my spirituality with being a homosexual was something that was very difficult for me in my life. And so those feelings in my teacher training were popping up again because we were talking about spirituality and Dharma unapologetically uses the word God all the time. So these associations that I had with this concept or this idea of God were having to be reconciled, you know, and it was very difficult for me and it was uncomfortable and I didn't like it. You got cracked open. Girl, I, yeah, like a walnut <laughs> under an 18 wheeler. But I mean, look at you now. Like, I mean, look at me now. I love, I love, I, I love the story uh, every time you tell it. I, I really do. I, I think we've, we've, we've sat down and talked about this a few times when, when I've gone through my stuff. And, and I think that what, what's so profound is that, you even in in like the trenches of it you, something you you got bit something in there was like uh-uh this is rough but i'm i'm gonna go through it yeah i'm gonna do it and i remembered um it was it kind of came to a head i it was probably about the seventh day of the training and i had the night before um there was a kirtan or something and i just grabbed my shit and i left the studio and it was like nine o'clock at night in Manhattan on a Friday night and Dharma's studio used to be on third Avenue at 23rd street, which is a pretty busy area. And all I wanted was just some peace and some quiet. And, um, I was wearing a hoodie and so I zipped the hoodie all the way up and I pulled the strings of the hoodie as tight as I could and tied it right around my face. So the only thing showing was barely my eyes and my nose and I found an, a, a, an abandoned building, and I would and there was a doorway kind of reset from the street. And so I just walked into the doorway, and I pushed myself up into the corner as deeply as I could. And I just stood there, and I just cried like a baby for an hour. And then I walked to Washington Square, uh, uh, Madison Square Park, and there was a light show that was an art installation happening there that was called Pulse Park. 
And this artist had installed the um, these giant searchlights that ran the perimeter of the park. And oh, there cool. were these electrodes at the south end of the park that you would stand there and you would grab the electrodes with your hands and it would measure uh, your heartbeat. Oh, awesome. And, and then the lights um, around the perimeter of the park would pulse to your heartbeat. Wow. So you, people were standing there like doing jumping jacks and push-ups and you would see people like sitting down meditating or laying down. So each person that held the electrodes, you got a completely different sensation. So I laid down in the very center of the park on my back um, with my hoodie, with just my eyes showing in my nose, and I just kind of laid there and felt the, you know, the pulse of these people's heartbeats. And there was just something so, I don't know, like cathartically liberating about just being human. That's when you started floating. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I floated. And then um, the next day, um, I called, I, um, well, I should bet rewind, pause, rewind a little bit. Earlier that day on a break, I had called uh, my partner and he was like, Martin, he's like, you, he's like, this is not okay. I'm really worried about you. I'm worried about your mental health. What is happening? He said, I really think you should call Stephanie and talk to her. And I was like, I can't burden my teacher with my problems. And so um, I hung up the phone and then I called her. Of course, I didn't expect her to answer. And of course, she picked up the stupid phone. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God. Hi. How's it going? Is everything OK? And I was just like. <laughs> and the one thing she said to me, she said, Martin, you don't have to drink all of the Kool-Aid. She said, the Kool-Aid is there for what you want. I mean, she said, just be open and be receptive. Just listen. And whatever you need at this moment, in this point right here, right now, will stick. Like whatever of the teachings that you are ready to receive and to absorb, those are the things that will stick and those are the things that you will remember. You're not a bad yogi because you're not gulping down every glass of Kool-Aid that is put in front of you every day. Mm. She said, just just take a deep breath and just let go. Just be. And I was like, oh, my God. That's all I got to do? Okay. So at that point in time, I came up with this kind of mental image of myself going through this training. So I imagined myself as a wedge of Swiss cheese. And the training being a pathway or a road. And I'm walking as a piece of Swiss cheese, not yet floating because I haven't <laughs> achieved, achieved that yet, um, down this road. And the teachings are kind of being thrown at me from both sides of the road. And the some of the things that are thrown at me are the perfect size to plug the holes of my wedge of cheese. And those are the things that stick. And the things that don't fit in the holes of my plug and my wedge of Swiss cheese just bounce off. They're still there. You know, and maybe when I turn a different direction or move in a different way, maybe then they'll stick. And then I started to become a little more comfortable with, you know, just being, I don't know how else to say it, just being receptive. I mean, you really have to, it takes a lot of courage to let down your guard and to really let go, you know, and just to be raw and open. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah, and I, that was something that I didn't realize 
when I was going into this process. And then when I got in the middle of it, I was like, holy crap. Wow. You know, and I always thought of myself as the kind of person who wasn't afraid of a challenge and who wasn't afraid of, you know, confronting something head on. I mean, I'd never, I didn't think that I had lived my life from a point of view of fear. And when I was in the middle of this training, I had this realization that I still was living from a point of view of fear because I was afraid of being, of recognizing my own divinity. You know what I think is cool is all this came from a teacher training and that you're able to, one, that you're able to reflect back on on all of this. And, and I mean, obviously, this question is perfect for you because it, it, it impacted you in so many ways and your experience had many impacts along the way. But two, you're now not only, a, you know, a, a, a yoga teacher and, you know, one of my, one of my mentors who I look up to, but you're you're doing some pretty cool stuff. You've got your studio that you've created a really great space. And, you know, to come full circle on all this, you're doing a teacher training together with Stephanie Snyder now. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty yeah, cool. I am. That's yeah, that's pretty friggin' cool. I think. Oh, I love the story. I, I really do. I think every time, uh, every time you tell it, I get something different from it. And I'm sure, um, everyone listening, you know, it might even uh, rewind and hit play on this a few times just because you tell it so eloquently. And there's so many, many moments that you've you had during it, you know, after it. And of course, the crying is the best part. But oh, the crying is the best part. Well, you know, and it was it was like 10 years ago. And I really I vividly remember it like it was yesterday. It was that I mean, it was really that profound right. where it's just like, right. you know, and I will say the one the other thing that really got me through it was I was very fortunate to have a mentor in that program. Um, her name was Lily Cushman and she was the most kind, gentle, like understanding person. She just allowed me to really, I don't know, just, you know, she allowed me the space to go through the process and she didn't, you know, walk away. I uh, I have a teacher training coming up this next year um, in April. Actually, I'm, I'm going to I'm actually going to India. I'm going to go study for a little bit, and then I'm actually going to do a couple teachings out there, and then come back and do one. And I, I <laughs> those are big shoes to fill. I hope people have experiences like that in mind. No, <laughs> I want people to. Uh, <laughs> I want people. You know, the, the reason why I'm doing it is because I really want people to have. Um, a genuine unique experience to themselves and uh and really i just i i'd love to to facilitate you know, something something awesome whether it be big small you know in between you come back to it um well, I you just... know i think the, the other thing that i learned is that every transformation that we experience regardless of what it is is profound in its own way absolutely so Martin, if people wanted to find out more about your teachings and, um, yeah, you've got that teacher training coming up with Stephanie Snyder, you have, um, a studio, you do private, you listen uh, to me at coffee talk every week. If people wanted to find out more <laughs> about you, uh, where could our listeners look? Uh, well there, I, I have my own, I have a website that is martinyoga.com. Um, and if they wanted to find out about the studio? Uh, unionyogasf.com. Um, you can check out my ridiculous antics on Instagram, which is Martin Yoga. 
Um, I'm not too much of a tweeter. <laughs> so we've everything, got... that I, everything that I put on Facebook just automatically goes to Twitter. So I'm like the world's <laughs> laziest tweeter. It's ridiculous. I don't even know the passwords. If I update my operating system and I have to re-log into Twitter, it takes like a week. Secretly, I do the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not so secret no, anymore. No. <laughs> so for everyone listening, um, I'll put this in the notes of the show. But it's martinyoga.com, unionyogasf.com. And if yep. they want to follow your shenanigans on Instagram, it's martinyoga. Yeah. Awesome. I think so wait, let me look and see just to make sure. <laughs> I think it is. I'm almost 100 percent sure. Yeah, it is, Martin Yoga. it is Martin Yoga on Instagram. God, I'm ridiculous. Well, Martin, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I know that you have um, you have so much to offer as as a teacher and just as a human being, and I'm I'm really glad San Francisco um, gets to uh, gets to have you um, in our yoga community. Um, is there any last words you'd like to say to the listeners before we take off? Um, just do yoga, man makes the world a better place, makes us better people. I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Until the next session, we'll see you soon. Later.